2: That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I'm Scott Galloway.
0: How are you doing? Are you, are you, how did you celebrate that thrilling England-U.S. tie game?
1: Uh, that is very exciting, both the U.S. and England through, also Poland through. Um, mm-hmm. Very emotional. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you watched the… Uh, I
0: watched none of it, but go ahead.
1: Oh, it's really <laughs> wonderful. Um,
0: I, I know. my A lot of friends of mine are watching.
1: But the Iran game was really interesting to see mm-hmm. all the Iranian players. You really felt for them, and I thought, it, you know, they were so emotional. Um, all these guys, like… Getting very emotional at the end of the game, and I went online and I said, "I can't, I can't help it. I was actually, in some ways, rooting for the uh, Iranian team." What? And well, I, these, I, you just got the sense it meant more than that to them. And and uh, I also thought, and I said this, and this is my story. I said, "I wonder if it means more to the Iranian people also." And then someone came on. Someone said, "Here's video of people all over Iran erupting in celebration when the U.S. won."
0: Oh, wow. And
1: I thought, you know what? I didn't even contemplate that.
0: Yep. They don't want this regime to yeah, get Yeah, they win. don't want
1: anything representing this current national, this leadership. And I just thought that was such an interesting moment of insight for me. And it just goes to teach you, like, you don't, when you think you know a situation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you don't. <laughs> That's
0: correct. That is correct. And International Affairs with Scott Galloway.
1: But the players were hugging each other afterwards and consoling each other. And that was a really nice moment.
0: Very exciting. You know, there's a state dinner here, an actual uh, diplomatic thing. Uh, uh, Macron is here for a big state dinner. all fancy. The French are all over. All over D.C. I ran into a bunch of French people last night. It was very fun. It was really fun. They love Pivot, by the way, Um, which is great, which is nice. Pivot. Pivot. We love Pivot. Anyway, there's a lot going on. You know, I'm getting my electric car, and the charger's getting installed at my house
1: today. I'm sorry, your charger?
0: Yeah, the charger for the electric car to have a charger. I'm not getting a gas pump. It's an electric car.
1: Welcome to 2010. I've had a charger for a while. (laughs) Anyways, good for you. Are you getting one of those crazy new VCRs? <laughs> well, I
0: live in like a 19, you know, a 1901 house. They do not have chargers easily installed. My fancy houses. This is not a fancy well, house. You Anyways, got the Pontiac
1: but, Leaf? Wait, what kind of no, What no, boner kill did no. you get? What did you <laughs>
0: Chevy Bolt. Oh, it's that's beautiful. right. The Chevy Bolt. I pick it up Saturday. I like I you, need but a- <laughs> I want
1: to make sure that we don't have sex. I drive because, a Chevy Bolt.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? It, it's got amazing reviews, one. And two, I wanted an inexpensive car. I think Teslas are very good, but they, it's like riding on in the inside of an egg. I don't like And it's too expensive. And I want my son to drive it to school. I wish he would get his license at some point in this millennia. Kids um, don't get and driver's
1: licenses anyway. They Isn't that don't. Crazy? And so
0: I want an inexpensive one. It's, 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 one of the more inexpensive ones, and it's got amazing reviews, and I love my Chevy Bolt. And it goes well with my Kia mm-hmm. hybrid. I'll it give you that.
1: <laughs> it makes <laughs> sense. It's consistent with the Kia.
0: Why pay you triple? You open that
1: garage door, and you like, uh, no garage. I, if, I <laughs> opened, if I came to your garage, and I opened, <laughs> and I saw a Kia and a Bolt, I'd be like, we will not be friends. These, these are it. not my people. These are not can my I people. I say,
0: also, the French love my Kia. They're, I was offering one a ride back to Blair House. <laughs> I said, you can take a car in my Kia. And he was like, I love the Kia. We had two anywhere? French
1: cars. My mom had a Peugeot and I had a Renault Le car, which was basically a lawnmower with doors. I had an elbow popping out each How window How did you in that get thing?
0: in the Le was I mean, The car was small.
1: wasn't easy. Guess
0: what I had when I was young. Just guess. Just guess. Besides my moped. Some but.
1: sort of Toyota or Japanese car. <laughs> no, keep car.
0: going. Keep going.
1: A Korean car. No. I don't know.
0: A Pacer Navajo. You
1: had a Pacer Navajo? I don't even know what that is.
0: It had it was terrible. It was like sand color and then had like Navajo seats or whatever. It was terrible. But you had a Pacer? A Pacer. Oh my
1: god. A Pacer. That is a hilarious car. <laughs> Remember those huge doors? Hey Yes, I remember. It
0: looked like an egg. Speaking of, it looks like you a Tesla, and a actually.
1: That's literally scenes from like another Tesla. planet. Scenes from know, an alien nation.
0: I've always had a sexy car, Kara Swisher, so. oh, <laughs> Then I had a Honda Civic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had, of course, the minivan for many years when I was single.
1: Oh, that helped. You know what the key is when you're driving a, a minivan is just to repeat <laughs> over and what? over? I like what? myself. I like I myself. I had a
0: Ford Fiesta. God. That was terrible. You're literally was just manual. It was manual. And then I had a, uh, the Subaru, species would die Subaru. out.
1: No one would procreate if these cars were the only <laughs> ah, things manual. I love my cars.
0: I'm so excited for my Chevy Bolt. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. I'm picking up Saturday. I'm going to take pictures and put them up and people can be excited for me. Anyway, today the chief twit picks a fight with Apple and then says, just kidding. Also, Sam Bankman Fried speaks about the collapse of FTX and we'll hear from a listener with a question about Netflix future. And it's passed. But first, the Senate is moving to protect same-sex and interracial marriage with votes from all Democrats and 12 GOP members. Good for them. Oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. The bill would safeguard federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages because they're worried about a possibility of uh, the Supreme Court overturning Obergefell, which gave us all in gay marriage. Um, the bill still lets individual states refuse to issue same-sex marriage licenses in the event of a Supreme Court reversal, meaning couples could go to other states to get married uh, if it becomes legal in their own, and all states have to recognize marriages in every other state. There's also a a religious exemption, which is fine. Whatever, if you don't want to marry people in your church, knock yourself out. The bill now returns to the House for a final vote before it reaches Biden's desk. But it's very exciting, and I feel like we, you, and I need to get gay married immediately. What do you think? That's my uh, asking.
1: Gay married? Um, yeah, no, yeah. Look, like, I wanted, I want, I wanted you to talk more about this because you know yeah. you're gay. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> why does that make you know, me happy? It, you know, that?
0: it's interesting. Um, I years. I'm remembering this because I had to turn the comments off on Twitter because I was getting so much anti-gay stuff. And all these really irritating people on Twitter It's like, Kara thinks she's elite and won't con- converse with me. And then I write them. I'm like, you know why? Let me show you some of the things. My, my One of my kids pointed out to me, actually, all these anti-gay stuff. And it's, even in this day, it really brought me back to when they passed Proposition 8 in California. First, Gavin Newsom let gay people get married. I did. And then the marriage was annulled. Not annulled. It was just... I don't even know what the word is. It's just gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. And we got a note saying your marriage, I can't it say it's a marriage anymore. Yeah, void, void. That's what it was. They returned my You fee, should
1: just send great. those out to 50% of all <laughs> marriages and save us all <laughs> a whole lot of time.
0: <laughs> void, void. And so that happened. And my kids were, the day Proposition 8 passed, I, I've written about this, Louis said, can we not be a family anymore? He, he was like very upset by it was the time Obama won. And then they, you know, went all, all through the courts and everything else and ultimately it, to, to the Supreme Court case. And it was great. It was amazing. It's an amazing thing to be able to, to have your family recognized by the state, not by a religious institution, by the state. And other countries were doing this well before Canada and many others. And now it's, it needs to be protected. It's sad that the Supreme Court could overturn what was an amazing moment in my life. And, and I'm thrilled that they're doing this. And of course, all the Republicans say you don't need it. But there's all kinds of anti-gay stuff all around the country and all these states. And so you definitely need it. And so just just the same with the abortion rights and everything else. So I am thrilled. And I think it's great that I think it's gonna be a great moment when Biden signs it. And it's gonna be very hard for the GOP to overturn it, which is the best part. And I don't think they really want to. It's not a winning... It's not a winning thing anymore to mm-hmm. attack gay people. It's easier to attack trans people. That's what they do in a really appalling way. But uh, these protections are really important, I think, including for interracial marriages, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's it. I, I was thinking a lot about it. I uh, I knew you'd be um, happy about this for, for, for good reason. And when you get to our age, it's interesting because you can actually see the arc of societal change or regression. And I was thinking about where the the two moments or the two trends really stand out to me, and one's very good and one's very bad. And I'll start with the very bad. For the first time, the arc of justice turned downward in the last five years around societal mm-hmm. issues. I had never seen that. I had come to expect, and I think a lot of us developed this cold comfort that every year we would become more freer, more empathetic, extend rights to people, and it, typically the arc of America was up under the right around that stuff. And for the last five years, whether it was Roe being overturned, whether it was a president who would tickle the censors of people who are angry uh, with racist tropes or misogynist, yes, okay. um, you know, whatever it was, you thought, wow, we are they, these aren't anomalies. There's a trend and the arc has turned downward. And I had never seen that. I'd seen instances of it, but I'd never seen an extended period where we started losing rights. And then the other thing is, and this is the good news, when I went to college, uh, UCLA in the 80s, it's funny, we didn't think we were bigoted. We thought of ourselves as progressive, enlightened people. We were wildly homophobic.
0: Yes, we, uh, including gay people, I would agree.
1: Anytime any any man demonstrated any sort of feminine or weak behavior, oh, that's so gay. Don't be gay.
0: Don't be gay. Lesbian friends. Remember lesbian Friends? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I heard I remember being in seventh grade and someone was like, Oh, when you know, when someone touched your shoulder, they go, lesbian us be friends. And I was like, Oh no, don't say that to me. That's not really I remember the sting yeah, of we it. We didn't have that. Like that, sounds very, that sounds and very that sounds very anyway.
1: Northeastern Ivy League. But anyways, the um the other thing was one of the reasons that it was easy to be homophobic or made it easier, is we didn't know a single gay person or or so we thought. And just through yes, the course did. of four and two thirds years, which it took me to get my undergraduate BA, I found out um, my freshman roommate in the fraternity was gay, closeted, ended up dying of AIDS at the age of 33. My best friend, literally three of my five best friends, gay, who went on to be my best man at my wedding, different guy, godfather of my children. And uh, I have witnessed through the AIDS crisis, through gay marriage, I mean, if you really look at the arc over the last thirty years, it's been exceptional progress. I mean, keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago that Obama said that marriage was between a man and a woman.
0: Oh, I remember Clinton. I, I remember the, the Democrats. I, Clinton. Oh, thank you. Don't ask. Don't fucking tell. I remember. And, sorry. Uh,
1: I went to the Democratic convention, in, I think it was in Chicago in 1996, and I remember going with my buddy uh, uh, who's gay, and and he really got pissed off, and I didn't even notice it, and I say, and then I realized. Clinton said something to the effect of in his his speech that everyone should be extended rights, you know, whether they're straight, gay, whatever. And I'm like, why did he have to say whatever? (laughs) And it was just we really have come a long way around this.
0: Yes. I'm enjoying your gay journey, Scott. (laughs) There you go. Bill Clinton, that donut. You know, I, as you know, I wanted to go into the military and I couldn't because uh, I didn't want to do the don't ask, don't tell. But it's a it's a great thing. It's a really great thing, and it's great for kids now today. Accept it as part of you know, and I think a lot of people do. Um, I don't have a, I hear a lot of I don't have a problem with gay people, and I'm like, why would you? You know, I'm often I'm even more hostile when people say things like that, and it's it's people who are pretty much ignorant about people's lives as if your your family is different. My family's not different than your family or anyone else's family. It's like you know, you get words like so nice that you can have a family. It's like why shouldn't I? Like that you know, it, it's the it's the assumption that this is a gift to us. This is not this bill is not a gift to gay people. It's we have to do it cuz you're a bunch of assholes and we're we're discriminatory. And that's, we're doing it to protect ourselves, not because it is within our rights under the 14th Amendment and everything else. And so I, you know, many years ago, my mom um, wouldn't, didn't buy equal presents. My brother had a series of girlfriends and I had one and um, for much longer and she didn't tr- treat the same. And one year she bought a present and she's like, you know, aren't I great? This is great that I did this. I said, you don't get any points for being decent. Like, you don't get, sorry. Well,
1: she was hoping it was a phase, you know, right? Well,
0: no, not just that. No, she didn't think it was a phase, I think. I think it was just like I get points for being nice to the gay people. And I think everyone, everyone in different groups get it. And I just am like I've been very adamant that we don't thank anybody for things that were our rights anyway. Like, you know, thank you so much for passing this. Well, you, I'm sad we have to pass it. But, but we do. So, therefore, I'm going to celebrate.
1: Well, just speaking of marriage, there's some interesting data around marriage for the first time. I mean, marriage is in structural decline. And you've always said this, except across, across the gay community, if more households are now don't have a marriage sure. than do. And also marriage has become a luxury item. If you're, especially for men, if you're in the lowest quintile of income earning households, I mean, it's, it's really marriage really is correctly or incorrectly. A lot of it is that women don't feel the need to get married as much. There's not as much uh, societal pressure. They can, they're ec- more economically viable on their own, but.
0: I also didn't have a lot of choices. I have a lot of amazing yeah. single women who'd like to be in a partnership. So anyway, so the layoffs continue, Scott. CNN began layoffs that will impact hundreds. I had talked to Chris Licht, who's running it, about what was happening. He called the cuts at Gut Punch and said they will mostly impact paid contributors. By the way, all those people would go on for free uh, in, in general. I've been that, and I actually got rid of my paid contributor contract. I actually left it because it was pointless and not that much money. And uh, you, it stuck you with one yeah, network. You can go
1: anywhere. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Uh, DoorDash. Laid off 1,200 employees, which is 6% of total staff. Shares of the company are down about 60% for the year and currently up over 9% over the news. So there's more of these. When's it going to stop, I think. You would predict this, and it's it's really cutting into things. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said the decreases in interest rate hikes could start in December. Uh, That said... When China, I was at this dinner party, was someone who was knew a lot about China said once they come out of the, um, the lockdown, there's going to be inflation there. There is already food inflation. And as the demand spikes for energy and food, because um, China now become an importer of food, that there could be more. It could be another inflation thing because nobody's, China's. Being on the lockdown has kept things under wrap, but I don't know. Interesting. I was I didn't thought of that. What do you think now?
1: So you asked when does it end? I I think it's just getting started.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Uh,
1: we always say we call balls and strikes. I think one thing that that Musk is proving is that, and we'll find out over the medium and the long term. But the minimum the minimum acceptable standards for Twitter might be met with not seven thousand employees, but seventeen hundred. And to think that Google and Meta and every other tech company and Salesforce aren't noticing this and aren't thinking, because here's the thing, my colleague also at the Motorin is writing a book on life cycles of companies. When you're told you're a teenager your whole life, it's difficult to recognize, oh wait, I'm actually a baby boomer and I need to behave differently. And I think these companies are gonna come to the real, and then you, you have the double whammy of for the first time in their history they're not growing, but they continue to grow their SG&A or hiring. They're just getting started, Kara. That's big tech.
0: Yeah, I think, do we really need these people? I think, look, you and I agree that Twitter, we've talked about it for years, needed cuts, but it's how we did it is our issue. With 100%. 100%. It. It was. it wasn't I, that he did I, it. He did it carelessly and is taking people out in places that may be problematic. It was thoughtless.
1: And you know what's also – actually accelerated faster than the employee layoffs, which have been more dramatic than any company I can remember is revenue declines. I mean, he's basically creating a business with 15 or 1700 people that's gonna be a $2 billion business instead of a 5 billion. I mean, welcome to a company worth 5 billion that he paid 45 billion for. Anyway, you're gonna see massive layoffs across tech and also across media. I was in this panel yesterday at the DealBook conference talking about media. And they're all in such a Who was on your
0: panel? I don't believe you didn't invite me since I left the New York Times. They don't invite me to that thing anymore. No, actually. Meredith. Kind of a big
1: deal. Macron was not there. Anyways, (laughs) what I basically said is this has been the golden age for creative and it's been driven by shareholders who are willing to pump up Netflix's stock so they will spend more money on original content and greenlight stuff that would have never gotten greenlit 10 years ago because you have a company worth $250 billion. And The ad-supported ecosystem, I mean, CNN's layoffs, that is just the tip of the iceberg because here's the thing. Advertising as a percentage of GDP has stayed really consistent, but it's a zero-sum game. And look at all the new carnivores in the Mm -hmm. ecosystem all of a sudden. TikTok, (laughs) Apple, Netflix, they're all going to be calling on P&G and Unilever. So you want to talk about... A, a sector that's going to go from bad to worse, anything that's dependent upon advertising. If Google and Meta's ad revenue is slowing down, what do you think is going to happen to Time Warner or Viacom?
0: Yep. So, more to come. And in tech, I agree. I think they've looked at – I don't know if they're looking at Twitter as a, as a case example because I think they think it's sloppy. But I've heard them say that, although not Reed Hastings who apparently thinks uh, – Elon walks on water, but um,
1: that was weird. That was
0: weird. He he always comes out with weird stuff. People are surprised. I'm like, no, he always does this. He's much more conservative than you realize, by the way. I think in a lot of ways, and not in he's traditional. He's a big supporter person. of Newsom. He is. He's got. He he's all over the place. He's always. He's never surprises me when he. You mean
1: he's place. a moderate?
0: <laughs> no, no, not even. You I mean he's even.
1: reasonable and a moderate.
0: No, I just think he's. I think first of all, I think they all. Circle the wagons. That's just that's the way they are, and um, they always take the entrepreneur's word for it versus anybody else's. That's all. Um, it, it, besides that, uh, I think you're right. I think these. Are, I think it's just getting started. And these companies are going to be leaner and meaner, and they they can do it. They just had the ability. It was a nothing burger to hire all those people, and it and now they're sort of they need to equalize the productivity to uh, to the hiring. And I think that's normal. I think it's I normal. I mean, an
1: interesting anecdote is we're talking about CNN. AMC, who's produced some of the best original content in history, whether it's Mad Men or my favorite show of all time, Breaking Bad, it's subscale. They laid off 20% of their workforce. They fired the CEO after three months, but gave her a parting gift of $10 million, I mean, AMC Plus, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have the scale. No one's going to pay five bucks for a kind of a subscale network just because they love Breaking Bad. But all of these kind of, you know, name your acronym plus, uh, a lot of them are going to get sold. They're going to have to start up. selling that
0: content to the bigger people. It's going to go right back to Netflix, et cetera. That, that made a lot of money for those companies. The entries you see Disney, who's making a lot of stuff for Netflix, for Or example. just sell,
1: just sell full stop. Yeah, just Disney's going to stay company. in Disney
0: Plus, let's be clear. Um, although there was rumors of... Uh, purchased by Apple, etc. Anyway, we'll see where it goes. I, I, I think you'll probably see a lot of uh, creation of new companies with these layoffs. Um, it, it most companies were built during things like this. Uh, so little companies will start getting built, which is cool. Um, at the same time, they're going to shed a lot of people, but there's plenty of, uh, plenty of jobs in certain parts, which will be interesting. Anyway, we got to get on to our first big story. The world's richest man said he's made peace with the world's most valuable corporation. This week, Elon picked a fake fight. I'm sorry to say that's what it was, which I called it. And of course, it was with Apple on three fronts before abruptly reversing course because he really, really meant it. First, he lashed out at Apple for allegedly pulling most of its advertising from Twitter. Then he claimed that Apple threatened to remove Twitter from the App Store. Uh, I think they probably asked some questions, which is their job. They review, I interviewed you all, Roth. That's what they do. They ping Twitter all the time about issues. Um, and that's what they were doing. And of course, he saw it as a threat, which was, he just made it up and then had his uh, flying monkeys go on Tucker Carlson and pretend it was something happening. And then, it, of course, it wasn't. He also complained about the fees that Apple charges. This is a, a thing you should complain about, calling it a secret 30% tax. Uh, of course, everyone has known about this. It's been the subject of lawsuits. We've talked about it endlessly for years, so it wasn't secret to anybody but someone who's the penny just dropped for. But by Wednesday, he walked back, all those attacks after claiming to have met with Tim Cook at Apple headquarters. He, in fact, did. Tim Cook is a genius. He just invited him and let him walk around the circle there um, at uh, at Apple HQ in Silicon Valley. I think he was just making a fuss in order to make sure that Apple wouldn't do anything to Twitter. I tell you, they will if Twitter becomes a dangerous place. That I don't think he understands that part. Um, and he just was trying to make make a big mess. I mean, just make, make a lot of trouble and get all the right enraged. Interestingly, they, you can pull these things apart. Apple was Twitter's largest advertising in Q1. Musk said, good conversation. Among other things, we resolved the misunderstanding about Twitter potentially being removed from the app store. Tim was clear that Apple never considered doing so. Let's focus on the last part. There was no misunderstanding. It was a lie that that Elon and his minions told. Uh, so there you have it. And Tim Cook wasn't in the video. Obviously, he's I. He probably was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I got to do the meeting and be nice to this guy, who I, I'm sure he regards as a as a very important entrepreneur. But still, is probably yeah oh, yeah my job. Anyway, your thoughts?
1: Well, you know, there was one adult in that room. Um, you know, Tim Cook had easily taken the bait here and just said, these are lies, and Elon, you don't acquit yourself. I mean, he could have easily clapped back at Elon. Instead, he was, he, you know, Tim Cook just reeks of competence and grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he said, no, come on down. I'm sure have he was lunch. very nice to them, had a tour of them. And then when he left, I, I just can't imagine Tim Cook, and I don't know the man, but I just think I have a decent sense of who he is. That's similar. He's only less disgusted than having to sit in a room with Donald Trump.
0: Mm-hmm. He's Which he does. And he's meeting with Republicans right, this because week.
1: Because he, mm-hmm. he's a grown-up and he's focused on his shareholders. All of this is, is another point in a line that is, Musk and Trump both have this psychopathic, desperate addiction to be the news every 48 hours. Period. There's nothing here. There's no there was no veracity to these claims, but he thought, oh, I'll be the headline today. I'll say it. And then, and, and and Tim Cook is more interested in just saying, okay, this is a distraction. I need to get back to work, bring him down. I'll smile, I'll tell him what he wants to hear. I'll show him all the Teslas in the parking lot. I remember when Carl Icahn started rattling Apple's cage and. The first thing, and Tim Tim Cook's too smart. Most CEOs get clapped back at activists and they create this ego thing, this war. Tim Cook said, no, Carl, come on in, and immediately said, Carl's got great ideas. Like the fastest way to solve an argument is to take a blow and then de-escalate and not hit back. It wasn't just take even a the blow. blow.
0: It wasn't true. Why even say you're a liar? Like, why get into the thing? He doesn't want to fight with him. He, I, again, he, I, he, he did the same thing with Trump. He went to, I remember he went to that factory and Trump made a whole bunch of ridiculous statements about how he created it. And I remember calling them and like, he didn't do this. He didn't make these things. And they're like, you know, just let it go. I was like, I don't want to let it go. They're like, let it go. Like it was just, it doesn't matter if they want it, if they feel they need to, and then take a picture there and do a video. You didn't, again, Tim was not in the video. Tim did not post anything. Tim did not say anything. It, and it was untrue. It was actually untrue. And again, it was part of a performative. I, at the time when they did it, I was like, oh, this is all fake. You know that this is performative. And none of it is true. Um, they're doing normal things. I, again, I had a very interesting interview with Yoel Roth, who quit Twitter. And, you know, he, he he's annoyed by App Store. Lots of people are. And that's something to think about. It's a really important... What's really irritating is that this is an important issue. And these clowns are just the it's an important issue, which is interesting is Mark Zuckerberg then said something and then Daniel X said something, people who have been long time having issues with this. But I, I when when the Facebook people, you know, they thought they had, oh good, we have another ally in this thing, right, with Apple, mm-hmm. I I think I texted one of them, He Elon, will throw you right under the bus if he needs to. Just FYI. Don't hook up with them so fast, right? And that's precisely He did. He kissed and made up. Um, And then you can't focus on this 30% issue, which is lower fees for people under a million dollars. It's not 30% all the time. It's not secret. And it does enforce its moderation policies. And it's not censorship, which is the words that um, David Sachs was using. It's not censorship to have rules and enforce them. Um, the, The fee thing is important, though. Let me just say the fee thing remains something that's going to be a thorn in Apple's side. And he's not going to get out of it by petting Elon and handing him, you know, an organic chicken breast and and a dusting of quinoa. That's not going to work here. Uh, dusting of quinoa. Yeah. That's what he served at lunch with me. It was a dusting.
1: (laughs) The 30% tax is, in my opinion, I do think it's monopoly abuse uh that that I believe Apple has a monopoly on a on on a cohort in America and they exercise that monopoly by charging a 30% tax. And a lot of companies that offer better products such as Spotify can't compete with Apple Music because they have to pay a 30% tax. And 30% does feel onerous to me. There should be more competition. I do think that pricing uh they should take a hard look at it and it should be regulated. Having said that, it's not going to happen
0: if it can be regulated, right? Yeah.
1: It's not going to happen because when the critics, the public figures for that, for doing something about that thirty percent useless tax, are Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, they they play into his hands. They play. There's no way Democrats are going to decide that the first company they should go after is Apple because the majority of consumers are now worried about Facebook. They they know someone whose teen daughter. Is depressed. They look at the elections and go, "What? They're fucking with our elections." Nobody is mad at Apple. Well, Nobody I think I, they're mad still under Apple.
0: investigation for this, and they're in lawsuits. Epic, yeah, but lawsuit. by I, I,
1: companies, Kara, not by consumers.
0: Yes, I, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney joined in, and then Spotify did, and then of course the the idiot Republicans J D Vance and Ron DeSantis did. And Vance tweeted again, proving that he continues to be as ignorant as he's not. It's all it's all performative. That if Apple removes Twitter from the App Store, this would be the most raw exercise of monopoly power in the century oh my god stop it and no civilized country should allow it it's all empty words oh <laughs> that's no. what civilization
1: what? comes down what? to the app store
0: <laughs> come on like it, 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 it's it, my issue is these self-interested rich people, need to focus on the fact that we need to get to a place where there's not just the app store and there should be things into place, but they don't want to actually do anything. They just want to yammer on and do pretend pressure and they never actually do anything. And this is a big issue. We should not have Apple controlling, you know, well, they do, but they just do. What do you do? Let's come up with a really sensible thing that protects the idea that, that safety and privacy is at odds with innovation and ability to do what you want on your app is not true. It's a false fight. And so safety and privacy that Apple uses to uses that money for is important. And someone's got to do it, and they should be allowed to do it. It's a question of how they do it, how much transparency there is, how much they should be able to charge, et cetera. And that's really what it should be. But they always set it up as this ridiculous – you don't have to choose between them.
1: Yeah, but there's, everyone talks about the financialization of everything. I, I think it's the politicization of everything, and that is companies used to be seen as apolitical. Now they've decided, okay, every piece of science, whether it's a vaccine, every issue, and now every company has to choose sides, or we'll choose them for you. And they've basically decided, okay, Twitter is now GOP, so anything Twitter and Must does, if you're a Republican, is genius. And 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 they're basically saying, kind of Apple is now yeah, being positioned as as left. So everything they, and it, 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 there's no nuance. There's no examination of the data. There's no concern for the commonwealth or, or examining what is actually going on here. Wait, what is this? Is this red or blue? And if it's red, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm support. I'm supportive of the company or the person.
0: Yes, that's and the and the Republicans. Oddly enough, Lucky called me last night. He's like. Tim Cook is stopping people from sending stuff. And I was like, what? What are you
1: talking about?
0: Well, what she was talking about is they limited the functionality of Airdrop in China and protesters there have been using Airdrop to circumvent Chinese internet surveillance. Airdrop works phone to phone, doesn't require the internet. Um, it's more difficult for protesters to spread their message. But other signs point to Apple breaking with China. Uh, Analysis by Reuters shows Apple moving more production to Vietnam and India and more procurement to Taiwan. And again, the two issues for Apple, this 30% tax from things over a million dollars and the ability to be more transparent in the app store, which is a function of the way phones have gone over the years, um, and, and China. Are there two main problems that are very critical for them, for Tim to solve? And he's handling it rather well on the 30% thing, I think, but he's got he's to move, it's got to be more pressure on him, but not this kind of pressure, because it's useless pressure. I think the Republicans are going to try to go after Apple. I think it's dumb. Uh, it's not, and Disney. It didn't work with Disney. And um, to be enemies of companies at, as a at, as a group without thinking about the problems and solving them is just stupidity. It's just rage. It's just rage tweeting essentially. Anyway, let's go on a quick break. When we come back, SBF goes on a media blitz, and we'll take a listener mail question about Netflix' best kept secret.
2: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites, or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit
0: slack.com to get started. Scott, we're back with our second big story. I want you to talk about this because you saw this interview. I've seen pieces of it. Sam Bankman-Fried had a tough week that mostly his lawyers did. Their client has been on a publicity tour speaking openly about his role in the collapse of FTX. Uh, I didn't do fraud, I think, in an interview with Dealbook's Andrew Ross Sorkin, our favorite Canadian. SBF dinsist himself from his hedge fund, Alameda Research, and said that he never knowingly mixed funds from FTX with Alameda's. He's just gotten in. Earlier this week, he told Crypto Influencer that he matched his donations to Democrats with dark money donations to Republicans. Um, He also gave interviews to Axios and ABC's George Stephanopoulos, he is, I tried to get one with him, he's not talking to Kara Swisher, probably because I'd be like, I think you are doing fraud. Um, and he told Andrew Ross Sorkin that I have a duty to talk, I have a duty to explain. I think he has a duty to try to stay out of jail is what he's doing. Um, uh, he should be talking to the courts in Congress if he's talking to anybody. But what do you think? What did you think of the interview?
1: Uh, so, first off, uh, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin gets grief for being uh, soft in these types of interviews, and he wasn't. He asked very, you know, these guys, and you do this well, have to tread, have to f- really thread a fine needle around, well, if I just do what people want and I go foxy on people and I'm angry and upset and try and call them out and some people on CNN do this, you don't get other interviews. And, and who well, do. feel do. Like,
0: That's not true. But go ahead. I
1: think SPF is picking the people he wants to go on with. Uh, anyways, uh, I thought Andrew did a great job. I thought he was forcefully, dignified. What
0: I saw was great.
1: And look, I, I, I actually don't think, I was thinking, this guy's looks so young. I thought, and he talked about his parents. I thought, if I was this guy's father, I would immediately fly to the Bahamas, and I would physically prohibit him and prevent him from doing anything like this. Mm-hmm. The There will be clips from this interview that the district attorney will play before sentencing, um, because it, there's just no doubt about it, they were co-mingling funds. This people say it's made off. People say it's Theranos. No, it's not. It's remember MF Global. It was John Corzine. Oh yeah, they were doing the same thing. They got margin calls, so they started borrowing money or or borrowing against funds and customer deposits. Which bottom line is fraud. And that's what happened here. In addition, it's just not going to play well that they were all living together in a penthouse apartment in the Bahamas with drugs and Adderall. It's and It's just not going to play well to yeah, a jury. sloppy
0: is not an excuse for what he's doing. That's what he's I didn't know. Like, oh, I didn't I, I like... Should,
1: I take responsibility. He's the I should CEO, have known sir. More.
0: Sir, I would have been much harder on this guy.
1: Not only that, they're going to find emails that indicate that he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. They're going to yep. find evidence that he he either knew enough to know that this was likely going on. A bunch of people came up to me and said, what did you think? Do you believe him? That was the big question everyone said. Do you believe him? And my answer is, uh, one, yes, I believe him. And two, he's going to jail.
0: I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I think it's all, I think no one gets to this level and does this amount of, um, trickery without knowing what he was doing. I'm ear to see the George Stephanopoulos interview. Who said it was really wild? I think his whole unmade bed act—like I'm an unmade bed. I don't know what happened. I didn't write down when they gave me money. It's it's just crap. It's
1: just. I mean, I don't empathize with him, but I can understand what happens here when you're in a, a Bahamas apartment hanging out with your friends, only occasionally taking breaks to go up to New York with the financial uh, titans—literally uh, the titans of the world. Uh, take a break from their day to fillet you. What do you know? You start believing that no, you're not, you're not commingling funds. Your, um cross-collateralizing assets that will make everybody rich and you'll make the world a better place through your long-termism no, I'm sorry.
0: At. I'm sorry. He made investments in media, with politicians. This is a very canny guy. Nobody else did this. And he knew he was trying to be, I ran into him once and he was trying to do his charming sloppy thing with me and it was ridiculous. It's. It, I would rather deal with Carl Ica on any day of the week or someone who's just like a, a, a shark because you sort of know it. This pretend sloppy bed tousled hair. Oh, I'm just wearing shorts. Bullshit. It, it hides what is someone who was very clear. He was giving. He was giving a lot of money to people. He was investing in media. He was doing his oh shucks thing. No, I I don't believe any of this for a minute. I'm day. not.
1: I'm not saying this wasn't strategic. I'm not saying this isn't part of a larger brand which most CEOs think about. Yes, of their course. Their perception and their larger brand. What I'm saying is, I generally believe he thought. Oh, I'm not committing a crime. I think Bernie Madoff knew he was committing a crime, and then called his kids together and said, "Kids, you turn me in because I'm going to go to jail, and I want to keep you out of jail." I think he knew he was committing a crime. I think this guy got to the point uh, because of his youth and because of what everyone youth? was telling him that he He's was a almost genius. thirty.
0: What is? Come well, on, a
1: kid, a thirty-year-old no, man is no, a kid. no, no. That's a
0: uh-huh. kid. No, I'm no, going to
1: kid. Anyways, he this is absolutely what we do to these
0: little, little, little tech men.
1: In my view, okay, I think Bernie Madoff knew there was a good chance if he got caught, he was going to go to jail. I don't think Sam. I don't think SPF thought he was going to get. Didn't think. I don't. I generally don't think he thought he was doing anything wrong. No, I, I think in genuinely his own mind.
0: Can't imagine if you didn't write down when you took money from people. He 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 cheated people. That's what he did. This whole this juvenileization of tech men. I didn't know. Oh my God! I can't believe that men made rude remarks to women at Uber. Oh, we were only partying. Like, give me a fucking break. They're old enough to know what to how to behave. He knew what he was doing. He took their money. He if, just by the act of not writing it down or commingling them. Come on, come on. I, I'm sorry. I, I think he. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Even if he didn't think he was going to jail, I think th- these people get endless amounts, and because he does the hair thing and the clothes like if, I, if one other more person goes, "Oh, he showed up in shorts and sneakers but if you're, but if you're oh.
1: unregulated yeah. if you're unregulated, you sure. have no legal, you have no legal requirements to disclose this stuff, you're all of a sudden gone from zero to whatever, 30 billion in wealth. You've made a ton of other people a lot of money, and everyone mm. in the world is telling you you're a genius. I mean, this all unraveled pretty fast. Mm. And uh, like I think he's going to go to jail. I think he deserves to go to jail. But I think we I, – I don't want to say it's socii- – society Society, gets this. Society kind of fostered – they didn't put in oh, place no. regulation. We no. all want to believe in false idols. We all want to convince mm-hmm. them they're above the law. You know who didn't do this? Patrick Collison didn't
0: do this. Brian Chesky didn't do this. Like, come on. Lots of people didn't do this, and lots of people play by the rules. This guy was—I'm sorry—I think he's a con man. I think he's a con man.
1: Okay, but there's a preponderance of people that are tech billionaires that the world uh, creates this idolatry around them that are more subject to doing this, and it's—it's—it's not only they should, and, and in this instance, will pay a price, but this is there's there should be a real examination of why we idolize these people and the externality and damage it causes.
0: Right, and it's that's, not that's just a this, different thing.
1: It's not just an evil guy figuring I don't out- I think he's evil. Well, I'm just saying he's not, this isn't, th- this in my opinion is an, a manifestation and an externality of a society that's decided that young men who understand code are somehow super beings. And shouldn't be subject to the same scrutiny as okay, everybody else. Okay, that is
0: fair. He's still a cheater. He's just a cheater. This, he's, he, let's uh, and let's just he's going break to, it down. In my
1: view, again, he's yeah, probably yeah, going, going to jail.
0: jail. Do you believe him? Oh, God, no. I don't believe him. Anyway, um, the weird one, which I think is too bad, CoinDesk, the publication that put this collapse in motion with very good reporting, and I've given them kudos for it, um, may go up for sale as the parent company deals with the fallout from the crypto crash, of course. Um, it's business. The, the people who really were on top of this, and it, it's a really good pub- – I, I read it now and again. I'm not – that into crypto, but um, it's uh there's all these second order effects of this asshole. I'm sorry he's an asshole. But I see what you mean. I know we should hug him and give him some cocoa and put his feet up and ask him how he managed to not take responsibility for himself. See, I'm much That's more of a mom, mom than you aggressive. are. You are if That's we had did, did you hear about that A B C thing? The the two anchors like making out? Andrew Shue's wife, and and Good Morning America, the two anchors, the Daily Mail, and apparently there's a whole controversy around it. You know, well, let me just say for the listeners of Pivot, Scott and I will never have a secret getaway to upstate New York and running a marathon together and follow Wait, fall in so love.
1: I, um, uh, there's two there's anchors There's two anchors, on ABC. Uh,
0: Amy Robach yeah. and then this other guy, uh, TJ something Holmes. And they, are parent- they Daily Mail caught them having, like, was doing its Daily Mail thing. And now it's all controversial. And she was married to Andrew Hsu from Melrose Place. Um, and in a very, con- very unusual coincidence, I interviewed Darren Starr yesterday, who created Melrose Place. And, and actually, I met him during Melrose Place. So anyway, so there's this big controversy over at ABC right now. Speaking of which, but yeah. So just, we will never have that happen. Here Anything for
1: ratings. That's literally, yes. uh, I gotta say, I that's incredibly uninteresting, and yet it's the most interesting thing to happen at ABC in a long time. Yes,
0: that's fair, that's fair. <sighs> but this will never happen at our place. Anyway, because yeah, um, we're adults, because that's why we're adults. Yeah, anyway, us. don't say that. Never. That's us. Never happen, never happen. Yeah. Anyway, Amy mm, Robach. car name, choice. And it's TJ car Holmes. Choice. Okay, Scott, let's pivot to a listener question.
1: You've got, you got, I can't believe I'm gonna be a mailman. You've got mail.
0: Here's a question that should have been sent on a cassette tape. Speaking of you making the cassette tape remarks, go for it. Hi, Karen Scott. My name is Meg and I live in Idaho. Um, Every time I go back to visit my parents in Pennsylvania, I am reminded that they still get DVDs in the mail from Netflix. My question for you is why does Netflix still offer that service? My parents have and use multiple streaming services. And honestly, I'm not even sure why they still get DVDs in the mail to begin with. Big fan of the show, and thanks for taking my question. (laughs) DVDs. I still have a Netflix DVD. I haven't returned, by the way. Um, I found one in San Francisco in that red sleeve they had it you know it's it's it might be profitable aol.com still has dial-up um for people was, who don't i was thinking the exact
1: same thing. It's a good thing. business
0: it's a good business it, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, they have 1.5 million dvd subscribers there's some facts our producer brought us who pay more for the plan dvds are estimated to bring about 200 million dollars in revenue there you go there you go meg it spends zero marketing on the dvds um you know, it just costs to have them, but they have them. Um Many Americans don't have broadband internet. And so uh there's some that are exclusively on DVD um from competitors like Handmaid's Tale, Yellowstone, Top Gun, Maverick, Marvel movies, Game of Thrones, Dunes. They can offer those. You can't get them on Netflix uh, over the top service. Um it, 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 he, Reed Hastings has talked about shutting it down, but why if you're making money from it? It doesn't it's de minimis and it makes money. And same thing with AOL dial-up. All kind, thats still a business. I think it's a declining one, but uh, certainly still there. It's money, money in the bank. What do you think, Scott?
1: I think you're exactly the AOL dial-up is the perfect analogy. I was talking to Tom Rogers yesterday at the conference, the founder of CNBC, and anyways, but he said we were talking about CNBC, and he said there's just a lot of people uh, who watch CNBC and are just so used to it, and they'll watch it for the next 10 or 20 years. And once you get to a certain age, you do become sort of a creature of habits. I'm fascinated by this notion of a pause or a change in your life where you reevaluate things. Uh, moving to London, you know what it's done? I no longer watch any cable TV. Uh, I can't figure out how to operate TV. I don't understand Sky. I don't understand the interface. I'm too old to figure out which of our remotes works. I now just watch uh, media on my computer. I think I've given up on TV weird but i used to at least i would i would watch original scripted dramas and occasionally turn on cnn like i stopped watching cnn not because i don't love abroad it's
0: pretty good abroad
1: yeah i just don't i don't watch any cable tv i don't watch and i'm watching almost now all my original scripted drama uh on my computer it's just a, a change and the reality is old people they get set right they just get totally set
0: it'll eventually peter out They'll all. these are all peter out eventually. What's is interesting is I was, um, Claire is sort of in the age where you can put, I used to put on uh, CDs for the kids at night and they listen to a story, you know, some of these like Harry Potter, Jim uh, Dale did Harry Potter stuff and everything. And so I'm just starting to do that. And the only thing I, I can do it on, the phone, but I actually did it on a little DVD, CD player and it was fine, you know, or because I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it on a cassette anymore, but, mm-hmm. um, but although I have my cassettes, would you like my mixtape? Would you like a mixtape for me?
1: That's what you used to do for your girlfriend or your boyfriend. You'd make a yeah. like mixtape.
0: Oh yeah. Mixtape, <laughs> mix mixtape, mixtape.
1: That's, right. That's
0: right. I'm going to come up with a mixtape I would make for you. I'm not sure what the first yeah. song would be.
1: Little I got
0: little, little Cisco.
1: Little Cisco. Little cheap trick.
0: <laughs> cheap trick. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so easy. Little yes, Millie
1: right. Milli Vanilli.
0: Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Vanilla Ice, of course. You know, throw that in. Anyway, you look a little like Vanilla Ice got older. Um, anyway, thank you, Meg, for your question, but it's a good business. And I don't know what to tell you about the DVDs. Just let them watch them. It's fine. And you can watch some things you can't get. Anyway, if you've got a question of your own you'd like answered, send it our way. Go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit a question for the show or call 855-51-PIVOT. All right, Scott, one more quick break. We'll be back for predictions. Support for the show comes from the Harvard Business Review. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT right now to get 10% off your subscription. Again, save 10% off your HBR subscription. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT. Okay, Scott, let's hear a prediction from you.
1: A few things. I think you're going to see AMC Plus probably be sold. In the next six months, and you're going to start to see some of these um, um, cats and dogs. Anyone outside of Netflix, Disney, Amazon, Apple, you're going to see some interesting transactions. In the what about
0: um, what about CNN? You've talked about that for you've wanted it sold for a long time now.
1: Well, here's the thing about uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and that is it has fifty billion in debt, but that debt is long-term maturities at a low interest rate, so it doesn't have a ticking time bomb. Um, and the price that Zaslov would get for spinning it off would be bad, so he would probably do a good bank, bad bank. I, the bottom line is, and t- I'm parroting Tom, who kind of set me straight yesterday because I thought there'd be an activist place there, uh, play there with a good bank, bad bank. Zaslav ha- doesn't have a lot of pressure. And basically the guy in charge there is John Malone. People think kind of John Malone is the brightest person in the room mm-hmm. around yes, financial engineering. So I don't know what John has uh, up his sleeve. Um, you're also going to see. So, probably wait, what, so what next, did
0: Tom say? He would be what? He would.
1: They're really not under pressure because that fifty billion dollars in debt is fixed rate, long term maturity. I know that's debt. their
0: argument. They that's their argument. I've heard it from them. It's long term. It's still debt.
1: We'll see. You're going to see. You're going to see a lot more layoffs in media. You're going to see consolidation among all these streaming companies. You're going to see some uh, big sales there. And I also, and this is a, a, a stranger prediction, but I think um, you're going to see. Tesla stock, and of course, I was get in deservedly trouble that they're absolute. Tesla stock, absolutely, in my view, is going to get cut in half in the next 6 to 12 months. Oh,
0: you're going for it. I love that you keep going. You keep going. You know, you're like Don Quixote. I can't
1: have a broken clock right twice a day, but <laughs> right after the fire. But this is what's going on here. You have... People are so focused on Twitter, what they don't realize is that Elon Musk's Twitter adventures are gonna result in Tesla losing the value of seven Twitters. And that is, uh, Tesla has a $600 billion market cap right now. It's dramatically overvalued, worth more than almost every other automobile company combined. And what you have is, I don't know if you've seen this, but essentially they just did a brand equity audit. They looked at Twitter, and they looked at uh, Tesla and basically said, uh, do you think these brands are more favorable, or less favorable than they were six months ago? And across both Twitter and Tesla, with Democrats, the brands have taken just an enormous hit. And they're actually slightly up among Republicans, see above politicization, but on the whole, these brands have eroded dramatically. And Tesla is so inextricably linked to one person. It's more linked to, to Musk than Air Jordans are to Michael Jordan. You have an erosion in brand equity, Coupled with a slowing economy, coupled with an explosion car. in competitors, uh, you're just going to see this company start to regress, or the reversion to the mean. And everyone's focused on the economic destruction at Twitter, because it's already the second worst acquisition in history. His follies and what it's doing to the brand at Tesla is going to result in the destruction of a quarter of a trillion dollars in the next six to 12 months. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. It's still probably considered the best of those cars uh, in terms of... of- Quality and stuff, but I would agree. I've had at least six people who've uh, who've stopped their uh, purchase of a Tesla, or they they returned it or sold it, which is interesting that I'd never heard before. No one ever did that, um, and they went and looked at the BMW or the the Lyric or the Cadillac Lyric or a whole bunch of them, and of course Kara with her Chevy Bolt, which is the way I go. Um, I was never considering a Tesla, by the way. They're too expensive uh, for what I want, um, and uh, but but I I wouldn't buy it. I, I wouldn't buy it because I, I don't I don't just like the looks of it away from Elon Musk, but um, but it's I think you're right. I think the competition is really going to be they're going to get better and better, and and people people like more choice. By the way, it's a good thing. But you're right. I think the brand equity is really problematic for a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, that's what happens. Uh, that said, someone could buy Tesla. Someone could buy Tesla. No, really. No, well, not right now. It's, but it's, at some point,
1: it's way too expensive. Yeah, it's overvalued. Course.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It's less value than it was. So anyhow, that's a very good prediction. Uh, okay, Scott, that's the show. We'll be back on Tuesday with more pivot. We're also bringing our act to Europe, just so you know. We're going to be going into Germany. That's and possibly right. London. We're working on a London thing, so everybody in Europe, get excited!
1: A little lend lease. We're lending the dog and jungle cat to the guy. To the and allies. you know, as
0: you know, the French love us. Pivot, pivot. We'll try to go to France at some point too. Scott, please read us out.
1: Today's show was produced by Lara and Evan Engel, and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Intertot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Neil Silverio. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business care. Have a great rest of the week.